little girls. This seems to say. Do you? Do you? I beg your pardon. Are you ill? But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes before he could find the right words. What made you think I'm crazy? Okay, then. Okay, then. Okay, then. Whatever are you doing? Hello, and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Marina Gorski. And I'm Mick Jordan. Long time no see or no hear. <laughs> it's only been two weeks for our listeners. Yeah, still, it's a long time um, to be without you guys. We're always without them because <laughs> they never email us. Which, by the way, if you do want to, you're a great plug-in, Mick. Segway. Yeah, but plug-in is Segway well. to a plug-in. Oh, well, yes, quite right. Carry on, Marina. This is why we haven't spoken for so long. Yeah, or you don't talk anymore. Not to each other, We no. don't talk anymore. Na, na, na. There's a song. Anyway. There's several okay. of them. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, we're going to get T-shirts with that on. So if you guys want to buy it, send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk anymore. We don't talk. No, the anyway. Oh, anyway T-shirts. <laughs> Pay attention to the conversation. No one knows. This is conversations oh, we've had way, off air. By the way, I need air. to talk to you about something. <laughs> I only remember now. I met a couple yesterday and their, their, their daughter has a podcast and she's Irish about cinema it's called Cinemile and she walks with her husband to the cinema oh I know it I know I've heard yeah in London I met their parents (laughs) (laughs) and told them about us they were in the Stilorgan Orchard pub having a lovely pint where is that pub it's in Stilorgan oh right in Dublin, Ireland you can find (laughs) us at www.stilorgan.com does it have an air code (laughs) okay enough Uh, they probably turned off already (laughs) podcast did you tell them about spoilerama i did i gave i gave i didn't have a card on me at the time <laughs> oh my god but neither did they so they don't need to because they're, they're that podcast has won awards has it i've listened to it a few times really good it's oh, basically they said they're gonna listen to us oh shit uh. <laughs> it's basically they go have you listened to it no um, but i just thought i'd mention them because i met the parents yesterday and they said they'd listen to us thank you and i'm sorry okay <laughs> which is appropriate given our film title yes Ca- which I actually, I recommended this film to them yesterday. So it's, can, can you, you ever, ever forgive, forgive me? me? It's the constant phrase Mick keeps using with me. Anyway. I have no response. <laughs> no, none at all. Uh, rightio, let's get started then. Um, we saw this film before the Oscars. Yeah, we uh, even mentioned it during our Oscar podcast. Yeah. That it would be the next one, but then we did the big. Uh, well, no, but we mentioned when we were talking about the Oscar prediction, like the fact of who was nominated. Yeah, we'd both seen when it. When I had it, se- no, I hadn't oh, seen you it. Hadn't? Then. No, I oh. saw it that night. Um, but yeah, anyway, so we both went to see it with Melissa McCarthy and what's your man's name? I always forget. Oh my God, it's gone out of my head. <laughs> It'll come back to me. I can't believe that. I know I'm so Richard E. Grant. Yeah, both nominated. I am sitting so old. Um, you are names are just going <laughs> out of my head like a name I've known him since Whitnail and I um, yeah so with the two of them set in New York so she basically um, frauds letters fakes oh, fakes not frauds what is no, fraud fraud is, is a different completely different fraud name. is the noun yeah well it's yeah commits fraud uh, yeah commits fraud uh, so she fakes um, letters from famous authors to each other and then tries to sell them as if they were like rare 
you say relics? Well, rare, genuine pieces. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like auction, mm. um, auctions them for uh, money. Money. Okay. English is not Marina's first no. language. And I'm old. Neither is Portuguese. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> Anymore. It's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's basically what she does. And back in the day when she did it, 200, 300 quid was a lot of money. When did she do it? This was, it was in the 90s, wasn't it? Yeah, but back then it was a lot of money because things were really cheap around New Uh, York. I don't think New York was a huge attraction like it is now and it's extremely expensive. Oh, it was, no. No, I was there in 1990. Well, I mean, it's not as, now it's gone. It's so absurd. Like, Okay. If you go, you know how people go to America to get cheap stuff and bring them back? You can't do that in New York. You just can't do that. You, I, I, we didn't even do it. To okay. Buy, we, I could buy all the stuff here for cheaper. But I went in the eighty. It was the main thing about it at that time was it was very expensive to go there. Yeah, to just go, getting there was colossally no, expensive. Mean, so living, it wasn't. Oh, living, living there. there. Two hundred, three hundred mm. quid. I think at the time was a lot of money. Well, it's twenty years ago. Yeah. So I mean, it would be seven or eight. It would be up to a thousand or more than that now. Two or three grand. But the, um, it's still. Yeah, I mean, they, when you think of it, what she was faking, like yeah. letters from Dorothy Parker and people like that, you think people are only paying, to, I'd pay that yeah. to get something like that. Even if it was a fake, I'd say, yeah, but it, everyone thinks it's real. Yeah. And I can so, say it and show it to my friends. Yeah, and quote it in books. Well, I thought, but basically what I liked about it was, I thought was really clever was she doesn't, certainly doesn't start by faking letters. She adds to existing ones yeah. to make them better. Yeah. Which I thought was really clever. Because she finds one in the library. Yeah. And she likes it, but then, you know, I think the the book, um, the person who was selling books mm-hmm. um, said to her, yeah, I'd buy it, but there's nothing really interesting in it. So yeah. that's when she... And then she just puts a PS. Yeah. With some witty comment. Yeah. And, but what's great is, because they're typed. Yeah. Anyone can, she just has to find the right typewriters. Yeah. And it's the fact that she, it's getting into the character. Yeah, and this is what's really good because, and particularly like the reason it's called "Can You Ever Forgive Me," is because that's what she claims Dorothy Parker wrote at the end of one of her letters. Yeah, it's not like you think going in. Oh, this is her saying, "Can you ever forgive yeah. me for doing this?" She couldn't care less. No, she's just she's, sorry she, she got even caught. Says that. Yeah, she mm. even says that in court. She's like, "It's been the best few years of my life." Yeah. So and fair play to her. Yeah, <laughs> like, I admire her. But to be honest, it it would be mine too because her life was miserable. Before oh, yeah. all this happened. So this actually brought life to her. Even like, even the whole situation with the cat. And when they were cleaning her apartment, I was like, oh, I know how you feel, missus. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, they couldn't go into the apartment. It was yeah. so bad. But that's, yeah. <laughs> you haven't stooped to that. No, no. Nowhere near, like this is, like it was unhygienic for people. People couldn't breed in the yeah. apartment. It was so filthy. Yeah. And it wasn't just a cat. It was yeah. her. Like, yeah. it was just, she just had given up on life, living effectively. Yeah. So it was very grim, which of course is going to appeal to you yes. and depressing on that score. But it was, I loved it because like, Dorothy Park's my favourite writer yeah. of anything. Like, I mean, she's just a so witty person and I could just, that's exactly what she would do. She would say, can you ever forgive me? And like over-exaggerate sort of when she has no intention of looking for forgiveness at all. Yeah. I says, I'm not going to your party because I'm doing my hair. Can you ever forgive me? Sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so it was perfect on that. And the fact that it was all, most of what she was doing was Archie Parker. So she obviously got into her head. And then similarly with Noel Coward, who would be a similar typewriter, like very 
typewriter type of writer yeah. very witty and dry and sarcastic but did you spot where someone says I really liked Louise Brooks yes <laughs> I bet you were saying yes that. and I was like oh here we go he's going to love this film now just mention the name and it could be Anchorman the film and if they mention Louise Brooks it's Absolutely. like the best film in the I world I would be stunningly impressed if an <laughs> Anchorman <laughs> film mentioned Louise Brooks in some say yeah. form but even that like because Louise Brooks is another third person who would have written in the same style as well. Yeah. That she would fake. And she was in America as well. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. It would it be was easy. in New York. Yeah, it would be easy to get. Le- not easy, but I mean, it'd be more probable to get. Actual letters. Actual well, letters, they are. Yeah. I mean, there are out there in circulation. I regularly see them coming oh, up yeah. on eBay and yeah. so on. Um, yeah. And I loved looking at New York at that kind of time as well, even though it's not, not much has changed, but a lot has changed. Um, oh, I just it makes me want to go go back to little bookshops and the cafes and uh, oh you just feel like you want to sit there same thing with Paris well, when the, you see Paris in the films you're just like oh I'd love to go back well when you did you get to the Strand bookshop no that wasn't in the film was it no but this no. is what I mean I wasn't able to do that oh yes I remember that was a fun because no. I went to it I can't remember I went to New York twice by accident I I walked in just this looks like a really cool bookshop and walked around well that was then I found out it's the most famous bookshop in the world and it was a fabulous place Yeah. but it was to me it almost felt like yeah I've just discovered this no one knows about this because it was so old and old fashioned this is what I like to see not the modern Barnes and Noble thing that everyone's going to this is cool pity and I was thinking yeah probably won't be here next time (laughs) yeah It'd be one of the biggest. It's like Walt Disney when he did Fantasia said, this'll make Beethoven. Like that sort of thinking. There's another word outside of your head (laughs) you need to think of. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think um, Melissa McCarthy's acting was superb. Yeah, it was. really was. Even how subtle she was with her sexuality. But she was so good in doing that and playing that part. And you can see she was troubled by... Because of the time she was living in. Yeah, yeah. but then not, but even by the relationships and she knew that her personality, she thought at least was too hard to handle herself. Well, she was right. Yeah, but like she just couldn't deal with other people. She, she couldn't deal with herself. How is, how is she going to go into a relationship? Like, yeah. And the only relationship she could actually deal with was with Richard E. Grant. Yeah. And because both were egocentric Oh, just out to Packers, get for the yeah. out to get for what they get for themselves. Yeah, exactly. The whole thing. Uh, I would agree, like that's it's exactly right. The, the subtlety of her performance is yeah. what gets it because she could so overdo it, and it's just she's just there. Yeah. Like I mean, you're not even aware of her. I was so aware of this is what Melissa Carter is like anyway. In yeah. a lot of her performances, it's just without the humor. There was humor in a certain, way, but this is just like a straight version of what she's done before. But it fits perfectly. Yeah. She's really, really sympathetic for someone who's actually very unsympathetic. Yeah. Like she's obnoxious to people. She's really horrible at times. Well, she sabotages anything that's going to bring her other than the, the letters, like even the relationship with the, with the, are you saying bookkeeper? She's not bookkeeper. She sells Bookseller. books. Yeah, the bookseller. Um, she was sabotaging it to go wrong. She was being extremely arrogant when yeah. she never was before with the woman. And your woman was actually like, the hell's going on here because she was never like that but just because she was scared of going into getting too close to yeah, someone and she just becomes that person and I think it's the whole thing either you accept me or you don't kind of thing that she has with everyone even yeah. with her own agent like oh well the, the Asian thing was very funny as well yeah, which is like, kind of true as well like I can imagine at that time and you had that in fashion and anything where people would go like 
you're not relevant right now. So oh yeah, you know. Well, you I, don't I, I look she was. Part, you don't. Well, she was right. She was right. Desperately writing this book. Um, on I think it was Fanny Bryce yeah and the agent says but no one will want to read it yeah. <laughs> and she says how dare they not want to read <laughs> this attitude and then when she goes to the party nicks the toilet roll yeah. which I thought was so spot on like yeah. I could just imagine I have actually just this weekend run out of toilet roll like you remember I must go and buy some yeah. and in work today I was thinking well I grab some and bring it home <laughs> just yeah. in case I need to forget to get it tonight as well but I can well imagine being in that situation yeah. so you basic essentials much, yeah you don't have much money because yeah. to be honest she spent her money then in, the, in drinking Oh yeah, the money she had. Well, so she, she took. She took. Not only she took, she took the the food. I think as well, didn't she? Oh yeah, yeah. That, that <laughs> took every, everything that was movable. <laughs> yeah. She could take. But at that party, um, did you see the writer who's uh, like with the pole neck, real arrogant? And yeah, his yeah. Who was doing so well? Yeah, right? and he's saying, uh, he says, "I don't believe in writer's block." And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, did you just go prick? Yeah. Like, and I was actually going, yeah. And that was meant to be Tom Clancy. Because uh, she had said, remember she said to, because I checked it across, because I was sure they're going to take a dig at him because they've already mentioned it. And she was saying, the agent said, um, how, um, or she said to the agent she wanted advance because Tom Clancy had got this huge amount of money. Yeah. Um, Tom Clancy is the guy who wrote Jack Ryan films like Hunt for Red October. And yeah, all yeah. And I mean, she, he's the polar opposite of her. Like he just like he's dead now as well. Yeah. But he was just writing this right wing bombastic crap. Though I like one for Red October, but the books I've read one of his books and it's shite. But this is she's there watching this git as far yeah. as he's concerned, triumphing everyone. And everyone going, "Oh, you're so wonderful!" And says, "I need toilet roll." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. But it was full. I think it was full of those types of people. I, I still hate those type of people. Oh yeah. Who are just so like. I don't Arrogant. believe in this, and and you can hear them. Like mm-hmm. I hate them. Is even when we're in the casino, like myself and John, and you get all these kids, the and even the the, the bigger arrogant pricks that go in and they sit down. And I, I remember I was in the when was it a week ago, half a week ago, whatever. And I was there waiting for John because I was coming home from the party from the twenty first party I was at. And I was meeting him there and I was just sitting down. I was talking to, I have mates in the casino. That's how sad this is. <laughs> what um, a regular yeah, you've become. They're my, they're Chinese and I was just chatting to them. And the wife is so me because she'd be like, no, don't bet that amount. No, no, take it off. Take off, take some off. And then she'd go and take some off. And then he's like, no, no, just put, then they fight over, which is me <laughs> and John. And every time the guy would say something to the, to the woman like, oh, can I get this? And she'd be like, please do. <laughs> so that kind of stuff. And I just said, this uh, is what married couples do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not just me and but, John have found our equal. No, but it was just so funny because in the same situations, we'd say the same things. And she she said to him, why don't you put it on number 17 or whatever? And 17 came up. And then she said 34 and then 34. I said, you see? This sounds like cheating. No, no. And, and I just said to them as a joke, women are always right, you know, joking around. And the dealer was a man and he laughed and we all laughed. And this dick, sorry, for sitting on the feckin' three-card poker game, just turn around. Every man in here laughed at you, love. And I just turned around and went, who are you? Was he drunk? No. But he was just this big guy. Every man laughed in here, love. I'm like, who are you? Is that why you're winning? What does he mean? Laughed at what? Laughed at at the comment? At my comment, yeah. Saying that, oh, you know, women are always right. And I just looked around. The place was empty. (laughs) (laughs) Who were you? And I hate people like that. They're so entitled. Was he on his own? 
No, he's I think pr- he could be a lonely man who goes there, like Melissa McCarthy, and fe- well, Melissa McCarthy would do exactly that. She pro- yeah, she probably would. Be her. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I we mean, said we were going to swear people, anymore. Those people who are entitled that come in and think they can tell you everything. Same thing with the pub when people come in and they're like. Oh. Yeah, they're customers. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dare they how dare they come in and say, Can I have a beer? What? What do you think this is? It's a, a pub. pub. <laughs> no, but I mean people who actually go and people like the guy who said I don't believe in writer's block. Same thing when people come in and say, I, I got I have so much to tell you. But a guy came in, one guy, an accountant, and say, Don't ever like, I didn't know he was an accountant, but he said just I hate seeing people making mistakes don't trust your solicitors or your accountant they never ran a business and I was like who the f*** are you like where did you come from and these people who are so entitled and they think they know everything and they don't I know everything (laughs) me and Melissa so if you're going into (laughs) the orchard (laughs) for a meal or a little drinky of any kind, be sure to order with politeness and respect the staff. A whiskey? I said, don't you mean please? (laughs) What what whiskeys do you have? Whiskey. There's only one kind of whiskey, mate. (laughs) No, we have loads. Entitled. We have a wide range of whiskeys if you ever want to come over. Irish. The film. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, the film. Um... Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think Richard E. Grant was absolutely brilliant. Had you seen well. him in anything? You've seen him in other things, sure. I know, I, I haven't. But I keep thinking he's in Phantom Thread, but it's not. That's Daniel Day-Lewis. But for some reason, <laughs> I keep imagining him in that film for some... It just okay. comes to my mind as him. Because I don't know if, like... I don't know. Well, I mean, he's he's... In a, he's been around for a long time. No, he I did know, say, like, yeah. when he got Oscar nominated here, that Steve Martin sent him an email congratulating him on his overnight success. And, I mean, he's been around since the 80s. Yeah. And his most famous film prior to this was Whitnail and I. Which you haven't seen no, it, I or haven't. you have to see that film. But he plays the same character, effectively. Okay. Uh, and, I mean, what's Gaspar is he's perfect. He plays perfectly yeah. the dissolute, drunken. He can't drink. He himself, the actor, is allergic to alcohol. He gets violently ill if he drinks any alcohol. And yet he's regularly he plays these drunken people. characters and yeah. does it so well. Yeah. Like Whitnail is priceless. This, it's one of those films that are endlessly quotable and people still quote it. Yeah. Um, we've come on holiday by mistake. <laughs> we need to get back to London and this sort of thing. It's just it's always drink alcohol. He drinks yeah. aftershave perfume. It's all that. And this is it's a very similar character he's doing here. Just much older, obviously, because it's 30 years on. Yeah. But he's, I just think he's absolutely brilliant. Even as, because this is what I think, especially these people, and in, 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 the, in this industry, any industry really, that you have the entitled people and whatever. But he's the type that, they're like little rats. Mm-hmm. They're trying to, you Latch know, on or run away. What? Like little rats that latch on to her. Is that what you mean? No, little rats that just latch on to anything mm-hmm. to to get something. Like the fact that she left and he just took her apartment and did whatever he wanted with it. And the yeah. cat fucking... Yeah, no. Anyway, yeah. Spoiler! <laughs> and, you know, did what he wanted and brought someone over. Like, they just try and take advantage of anything they can to live, if yeah. you get me. Leeches. Yeah. It's not rats. No, rats, because I can imagine them in the, in the dumpster just searching for okay. anything they can to eat. That's what I imagine. So, But leeches will go well as well. But I think Melissa is his equal. 
just oh yeah she's exploiting people as much yeah. as she can as well like they are perfectly matched yeah and she's exploiting him in a sense as well because yeah. it's a friendship that uh, she needs some kind of relationship and I think this friendship is perfect because she doesn't give a shit he doesn't sorry my language he doesn't yeah. give a care and damn you just say give a damn he doesn't give a care <laughs> Oh, sorry. You're just so you're so unused to not swearing that you're making up words to put in there. He doesn't give a care. That's a thing. People say that. Polite people say that. Entitled people yeah, say that. Entitled people say that. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, so I, I think they did a, a, a very good job. That's what I was going to say. Especially Richard E. Grant. And I think even towards the end, um because I I don't know how to how to say it, but I I just think she she was absolutely brilliant, and I really I don't know if I want to see her again in a role like this, because maybe it would just be reminded of this one, like in a role like serious role. Oh, I do, I would, but a different one. Yeah, different. Like, one, we don't want to keep her I mean, channeling like, the same yeah, character yeah. all the time. But it was just as I said, I forgot it was Melissa McCarthy yeah, fairly quickly. A brilliant thing about and it. everything she did in it impressed me. As the character did. Yeah. Like even the court case, as you said at the end where she just says, I had the best time. Like, and it was just so matter of fact. It wasn't yeah. even, oh, I had a great time or anything like that. She was just saying, I don't care about anything yeah. sort of thing. It's, it's an attitude I like, as you know yeah. myself, and yeah. things like that before. And it was just this real indifference to bother. Well, it's not yeah. even that. It's just because her life was so bad beforehand yeah. that this was just uh, upli- not uplifting because it's a very bad it thing. Was a boost. But it was just It was a boost to her that She'd probably do it all over again if she had to. Oh, absolutely. Because it just, it, it gave her something to live for. Yeah. And now she doesn't care what the consequences are because, it, you know, because she, where would have she been if she hadn't done that? Probably. Finishing her book on Fanny Bryce. Yeah. Or not. Or writing <laughs> Moving a on to, bestseller well, well, on. But she already had bestsellers. This is what I found yeah. interesting as well. And I think, didn't she get her comeuppance on that? The obnoxious bookseller who wouldn't buy her books off her. Yeah, which was was it her husband? No, no, her husband was in this as well. Was in the film as well. Oh right, was he? Oh my! He was one of the. He was one of the booksellers. Melissa McCarthy's actual husband. Yeah, he's always in films with her. Yeah, and I remember keeping an eye. Yeah, no, but but I always thought because he wrote the films. Well, a lot of the films that she's in comedy, um, they write it together. Yeah, and or sometimes and he directs them sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes he just writes it. But this one, as soon as he appeared, John's like, oh, he's always there with her. But he did a brilliant job because he was one of the booksellers. Right. He was the guy with the black hair and the moustache. Oh. That was underground book. It was a. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. him. No, but I mean, at the Where start, the before went. she. But before she starts forging, the guy who, when she goes into shop just oh, to sell yeah. old books and he's really up and says, there are people waiting behind you. And she says, I'm a best selling author. And he says, what's your name? She says, oh, your books are over there in the bargain bin. Yeah. And I think she gets some comeuppance on him at some point. So long since I've seen her, I can't remember. I well, I, I was think hoping he just, did. I think he, she, he just ends up buying. One of the. One of the, the, yeah. And I think she, she sends Richard E. Grant to sell it. I think that was what it was. But anyway, yeah. So she didn't really get a comeuppance because then she was put into court and the police. Yeah, the FBI but, but she was still after. triumphed in the end. Yeah. I mean, she wrote a book about it. Yeah. The film is based on her book. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there you go. Will you wrap it up, Nick? If you'd like to, yes. Because we're starving. Are you now? I am. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for listening. Do we you want to give marks? Oh, yeah, I do, actually. 
Um, I'm very good at hosting, as you can see. Yeah, you never remember. Um, <laughs> There's always something. So you go- do you want to end. give marks then, Mick? You're going to cut that out and I came up with you with this whole thing. So I'm going to give a solid nine. Okay, I will give it no four stars out of five. Yeah, <laughs> I do it every time. Four and yeah. a half stars out of five. That's a good mark. A four stars out of five. I said, oh, four. four. So it's, it's, it's as usual. It's in tandem with yours. Yeah. I guess. Because we always think alike. Yeah. When you tell me what to think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I told him before what to say. <laughs> told, and go and, told me to go and see this yeah. film. I went to see it. Yeah. Probably telling me to go and see Dumbo soon. Oh, yes. To go and see it. Defo. I told you That's to go see That's what we're doing tonight. Forget, forget uh, the Penelope Cruz film. We're going to see Dumbo. Are we? Yeah. That I just bought tickets for the <laughs> Penelope Cruz film. No, I'm joking. I um, wouldn't say no to Penelope Cruz film. No, I don't know. Or Javier Bardem, yeah. Yeah, this should be an interesting experience. Two of us looking at different sides <laughs> of the screen the whole time. Okay, so thank you very much for listening, Evan Marina Gorski. And I've been Mick Jordan. Woo!